Open, outspoken, it's ophthalmology off the grid, an honest look at controversial topics in the field. I'm Gary Wirtz. Dry eye disease, it's an increasingly prevalent yet vastly underdiagnosed condition. For a large number of practitioners, many sweeping questions remain. Which patients need additional evaluation? What tests should I perform? How do I implement this into my practice? I recently spoke with Dr. Whitney Hauser, a true expert in dry eye disease, to learn more about her efforts to boost our understanding of this condition through a project called Dry Eye Coach. Ophthalmology Off the Grid is an independent podcast supported with advertising by Alcon. Well, welcome back to Ophthalmology Off the Grid, and today, a special treat, we have Dr. Whitney Hauser with us from Southern College of Optometry, and Whitney has been a friend for a little while, and every time I get a chance to, to talk to Whitney, I learn something. Um, she's very passionate about education, she's passionate about dry eye, and those passions are really coming together in a new project that is really her baby. It's, it's, it's her idea, she's implementing this. And, and starting the rollout very soon. It's called Dry Eye Coach. And Whitney, thank you so much for spending some time talking to us about your vision for this. And, um, you know, I just love to get a little bit of background on your career, maybe um, where you started, how this idea, you know, really generated in your mind and and kind of where you see this this project going. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Gary. I really appreciate it. It's a great opportunity for me. Uh, you know, I have been in uh, eye care for about 15 years, and I started my career in ophthalmology, worked at a practice in Memphis, Tennessee for about 10 years, and did a lot of pre-op and post-op uh, work with cataract surgery, LASIK surgery, but we also did a lot of dry eye. And, you know, my intention throughout, you know, my career from the beginning was to be in education. And I just sort of took a 10-year detour into ophthalmology, which was great because I got a lot of you know, patient care experience. And, uh, it was, it was really phenomenal for giving me a really firm background. After that, I decided to go back into education. And when I did, uh, I realized that there was a, a big gap between what students were learning in colleges and whether it be optometry schools or med schools and what we were doing in clinical practice. You know, you, you can only learn so much at one time. And I started lecturing a lot. I'd go out and lecture and do workshops, particularly focused on dry eye, as you mentioned. And what I found was a lot of practitioners really just didn't have the basics down because, you know, when you're in the trenches and you're doing what you do every day, it's hard to focus on any one given thing. And I thought, I really want to make dry eye care accessible to all practitioners, ophthalmology, optometry technicians. And in doing so, it just seems natural to put it on the internet. I mean, if you're looking for a car, if you're looking for a restaurant, what do you do? You Google that. Uh, and we want to make that educational uh, opportunity accessible at the doctor's fingertips. Well, I think that's uh, tremendous. And, you know, this is uh, confession time for me. You know, I, previous to working with Paul Carpecki, who, you know, kind of everyone knows as, as a dry eye guru, kind of like yourself, I was really that ophthalmologist who did not really appreciate 
um, dry eye for what it is. I didn't really look for it. As a matter of fact, I just, you know, my, my standing joke is I just tried to throw artificial tears samples at patients until they would leave and hope that, you know, (laughs) you're in good company, Gary. (laughs) Okay. All right. So confession time with that, you know, with that out of the way, um, I did have the opportunity to work with Paul Carpecki, who is right. is a, a true friend and a true mentor. And anyone in the industry who knows Paul loves Paul. And right. he was gracious. He's such a gracious guy to take a, a cataract surgeon, like, you know, a cowboy like myself, who, you know, really is just was at that time more focused on perfecting and improving my surgical skills. And, you know, kind of patiently and quietly and, and systematically, you know, helped me appreciate dry eye. Right. And right. so, well, you know, it's, 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 it it's hard. A, it has a huge impact on your outcomes, no matter how good a surgeon you are. If the ocular surface is a mess, I mean, your outcomes don't, don't reflect it. Well, and that's, so, that's exactly what I started to notice, you know, and really surgeons are in many ways creators of dry eye. You know, when we're severing oh, <laughs> nerves, you know, we are, we are creating dry eye, whether it's LASIK, whether it's cataracts, we are going to take people from mild to severe or mild to moderate if it's there. And if it's not there, we may, we may put them in a little bit of jeopardy. So right. walk me through a little bit, you know, about, um, you know, maybe some common mistakes you see practitioners making, you know, you're, you're in an interesting situation. You're really at the intersection between, um, you know, the professorial role at Southern, but also with your past experience in the real, you know, clinical world of refractive and cataract surgery, you know, you're kind of, you have a unique perspective on this because you see it from both sides. What's missing? Right. What's that, what's that gap in, in maybe the education from, um, docs who are out 10 to 20 years versus what maybe your students are learning now. And where do you see sort of, um, some of the, some of the key pearls and maybe how dry eye thinking has changed? I mean, there's a, there's a really a lot of disconnects. There's disconnects on a clinical level. There's disconnects on a practice management level. You know, the patients are perceived as a nuisance um, for both optometry and ophthalmology. And that's, that's hard. It's hard for the patient. It's hard for the doctor. So as you said about throwing artificial tears at patients, I mean, you're, you're among good company. I think 97% of people leave with with artificial tears and 82% want more. So if they're wanting more, you know, more is, is deliverable now. For many years, we didn't have any pharmaceuticals to speak of. I mean, very few choices. We had very few choices in terms of, um, you know, any treatments we may be able to offer in office. And that's really just booming right now. Uh, and I think having those those tools accessible really opens it up. So that's new for the doctors that are emerging. They see that, whereas doctors who've been out in practice for many years just perhaps really aren't aware of what's available to treat dry eye. Uh, as I said, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of doctors really, you know, just wanted wanted to go away. And uh, the opportunity is, is that if there's over 30 million people who have dry eye disease, but only 3 million say have glaucoma, I mean, there's a huge unmet need. And I think there's a lot of doctors who are kind of catching wind of that. Well, and, and I think that's, um, I think that's very interesting from a number of levels. Um, you know, I found personally, as I was kind of going through this, um, you know, I guess metamorphosis and in, in terms of what I enjoyed treating you know, I found dry eye to be very, at first it seems like it's a simple thing. And, and then I realized, okay, it's not really a simple thing. It's a multifactorial process 
that has just been dubbed dry eye, but we really are talking about a, a multitude of, of right. different uh, conditions that have been lumped together. And then it seemed really confusing to me. So it went from simple to, <laughs> to complex to confusing. Right. And in that process, you know, what I realized was, okay, it's, it, it is, it's a process. You're not going to always come up with the exact mechanism of dry eye the first time you treat someone. Not every patient is going to respond to every treatment the same, and you just have to walk patients through and give them your best. And so what, right. I, what I realized was, honestly, if someone comes into your, your office with dry eye, you almost can't make them worse. Now, maybe, you know, <laughs> so that the pressure to actually make someone worse is actually very, very low when someone has dry right. eye. And I realized, right. you know what, if, if this doesn't work, I'll try something else. Right. And so right. honestly, you know, that's how you know, I approached a, it. To your point, from a clinical perspective, the only thing we can make worse is how they feel about it in a lot of ways. You know, the, the eye itself, I mean, it's very unlikely to be vision threatening most cases. And that's part of why doctors can defer it so much. Uh, it's really more quality of life, but that is such an opportunity, you know, to build a practice by reaching out to those patients and being a service because, you, you know, being that practice in, in your community is a standout opportunity. And, you know, you just really reach out to the patients you already have and, and grow from there. Well, and, and this is also a little bit of a mindset change, especially for the ophthalmologists, I think, um, who are very surgically focused. Because as a surgeon, what really lights me up and what gets me excited is fixing things. And having, we're, we're so addicted to that reward we get when we take out a cataract or we, you know, we fix someone who's been wearing glasses forever. We do LASIK and right. the next day they're, they're great. And we sort of have this, um, you know, instant gratification with a lot of the things that we do and dry eye is just it takes it's almost on the other side of that paradigm where you're going for improvement you're going for management you're going for incremental improvements it's like retina surgery (laughs) you know yeah exactly not as gratifying as cataract and lasik certainly um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're just going for the feel good moment that you get. And those feel good moments are sometimes few and far between. So it's, it's tough. It's a tough road to hoe as my mother would say. Well, but I will say if you change your mindset though, from we are going to have a, a one cure all for dry eye and I'm going to give you this thing and then you're going to come back and tell me how great I am. Like right. that, that's not the mindset. So if you right. change your mindset to, I just need to get this patient a little bit better and a little bit better and 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 also talk to them about what's realistic. How you know what are the realistic expectations for what you have, explaining a little bit about, you know, maybe what's going on, why this is occurring if you have some, you know, some good diagnostics to help them and also to just help them understand what is possibly achievable. And, and let them know it's not going to be an overnight right. improvement. I think that helps a lot. What do you think about that? I totally agree. I parallel dry care to low vision care a lot of times. You know, we're not really going to go in and fix the root of the problem. I mean, occasionally we can, but more often than not, it's a process. More often than not, you know, it's a puzzle that winds up having to be reworked six months later. 
Uh, and that's what I talk to my patients about. And I tell them, look, you know, we're going to do the best we can. We're going to make you feel better, but we're not going to make this go away. And, you know, then I parallel it to diabetes, high blood pressure, things that they understand and the chronicity of it. And like you said, there's no magic bullets, no magic cures. And once we, as both doctors and patients can set that aside, you know, we can really kind of chip away at it slowly. Absolutely. I think, I think that's incredible. Um, so talk to me a little bit about more on the dry eye coach vision, um, some of the initiatives, some of the things that you're wanting to get out there. Um, you know, it's, it's so funny when you Google something, what comes up and I, before this, I was just kind of Googling and, um, you know, there are people talking about curing their dry eye with, um, acupuncture. There's people talking about castor oil. There's, sure. there are, you know, and, and this is not unique to, to this topic. You can find anything you want on the internet, but it does seem like there is a, there is no, um, shortage of misinformation on the internet, um, about dry eye. And it also just seems like a lot of the, and this is not a knock on the trade journals or, or anything else. But it just doesn't seem like there's that one hub you can go to to get real practical pearls on your dry eye patients. And it sounds like, as we've talked in the past, what you're trying to create is really that hub for information, for simple, right. effective um, pearls for treatment, treating uh, a dry eye patients. So talk, talk to us a little bit more about about well, what, you, what your vision you is. You really summed it up beautifully, Gary. <laughs> so that's, exactly, that's exactly it. You know, I was coming back from a meeting I'd done – a uh, two-hour lecture on dry eye, and I'd done a two-hour workshop, and I have all these doctors coming up to me and asking me, you know, they're not asking me the uh, high-level questions. They're asking me intermediate-level questions at best. And, you know, I've been in the trenches seeing patients, and I know how hard it is to stay up on details and things like that. And I thought, you know, I can't be everywhere, and you can't be everywhere. And a lot of my colleagues that go out and do these things, we we can only touch so many people. The trade journals offer a lot of information, but you, like you said, unless, you know, it just happens to be on your desk, you know, you may not actually pick it up and read it. So how can we provide accessible, reliable information to uh, to doctors? And I thought, you know, like I said before, just the internet's the place to go, but reliability is the key. And as you said, when I had this sort of epiphany after that meeting, I got on the internet and started Googling things about dry. I got on YouTube. The average video in the first two pages of YouTube on dry eye is two years old. Wow. So you're not getting fresh information. It's a mix of industry, uh, patient uh, encounters, things that they've, you know, want to talk about and vent about, or perhaps a couple of practitioner things, but really nothing that you can, that you can really sink your teeth into. And what I wanted with dry coach is to have bite-sized videos from people that really know dry, who are passionate about it, who can just kind of say, here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm thinking, uh, and make them two to three minutes, not really long editorialized, you know, things that go on and on. And you just kind of click off of them. I mean, you have 30 seconds to cra capture someone's attention. If you don't capture it in 30 seconds, they're on to the next thing. Well, and, and it really, it sounds like what you're doing uh, is leveraging the accessibility of the internet with the credibility of thought leaders inside of dry eye. So it really gives you the best of both worlds. Right. Right. Well, you know, the great thing about the internet is, or the, or the bad thing is you can reach just about everybody. So, you know, we've had, uh, We've had responses from people all over the world about what we're doing, and I think that's exciting too. You know, you just kind of think in your own little fishbowl sometimes, but just to think that we could be beneficial to people in other countries, I think, is pretty exciting. 
So is this so it sounds like the launch of this is going to be more or less video based. There's gonna be short clips. I'm um, talking about various topics all over the all over the map. Do you see a time when this also may be an interactive experience or when people can post questions about you know a patient that they have or or right. maybe something something along those lines? There, there's a lot of uh, evolutions of what we're planning for Dry Coach. You know, just to start, it'll be video-based, small clips uh, from key opinion leaders, as you said. There's also going to be a read section that, you know, we've sort of cherry-picked articles from other publications. We'll give summaries and have links to those. Uh, you know, later on, we'd like to have some original works. We'll have email blasts that go out every week about you know, new things, new, um, you know, treatments, whatever is innovative in terms of dry eye. Uh, there will also be a test drive section. So when a new piece of equipment comes out, a new pharmaceutical comes out, we'll have one of our, um, one of our contributors go in and kind of talk about it. And this is not a sales pitch. You know, I've told anyone who wants to be on the test drive section, we're going to give the the good and the bad, the opportunities and the challenges for whatever it is, because that's real life. Uh, and that's what you want in practice. And um, beyond that, we do, we hope to have some podcasts, not unlike what you're doing, some live interactive experiences with the contributors. Um, perhaps, perhaps, hopefully next year at the latter part of next year, maybe some live programs where people can actually meet some of the coaches and get live education. Well, Whitney, that's incredible. Also, just as a, an aside, you this is not, you know, an, an industry-led venture, right, Whitney? This is your, this is your baby. This is your, you, this is your thing, right? Yes, I mean, it's one hundred percent my thing, one hundred percent for for good or for bad. This is all all something that kind of came up, and you know, it's a passion project. A, a friend of mine said that's what it is, and she very well defined it. And, and I'm very passionate about the educational aspect, the disease process the doctors that I want to reach out to that are my colleagues as well as the patients. So from every angle, I'm just passionate about what we're doing. Well, I think that you have really um, hit on a topic that needs, you know, better education. And, and I don't want to say that in, the, in a way that the education out there isn't good, maybe a format for more understandable education. And this really gets my wheels turning about this as a platform for education on other topics. So I'm really, you know, I'm happy to be, you know, play a small role in this as well. I, I'll be uh, doing a couple um, short uh, contributions as, as time uh, allows in the future. But Whitney, I actually think this could be a platform that you are are actually defining and, and creating that could go well beyond dry eye coach. So um, I see a lot of potential that, here. And that I, has occurred to me as well, Gary. Yeah, yeah. So um, kudos to you for, for yeah. trying and doing. And, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to uh, make an impact, but yeah. I am so impressed with how this is being rolled out and um, kudos to you for doing it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it, it's exciting and, you know, it's going to be in its infancy when we do ultimately roll out. But, you know, hopefully everyone will stay tuned and watch us grow and evolve and really hopefully continue to capture the attention of the practitioners. All right. Now give us, give us a link. Tell us exactly where we can find Dry Eye Coach. If you go to Dry Eye Coach. Dot com. You can subscribe right now. We have several hundred subscribers. The site hasn't opened yet. We plan to open later this fall. 
Uh, and I encourage you to just go ahead and jump on and get a subscription. This is going to be for optometry, ophthalmology. It's going to be for technicians. There's also going to be some practice management things. We didn't really touch on that. I have uh, a you know, really great contributor in terms of practice management. And I'm excited about what she's bringing to the table. So about how you can just implement premium service in your practice. And um, I think it's going to be great. Awesome. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us about your project. I really, really cannot wait for uh, this to launch. So thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. Absolutely. If you're looking to learn more about the ocular surface and how to build a dry eye practice, be sure to follow Dry Eye Coach on Twitter, at Dry Eye Coach. This has been Ophthalmology Off the Grid with Dr. Gary Wirtz. To check out more episodes, visit itube.net backslash podcast. Thanks for listening. Ophthalmology Off the Grid is an independent podcast supported with advertising by Alcon.